You're listening to Dr. Leslie from Dr. Leslie Inspires, where we empower mothers by raising their level of awareness, discussing tough mother-son issues that everyone knows exists, but no one is talking about. Learn more about us by visiting our website at www.drlesleyinspires.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Leslie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Leslie Inspires podcast on today. We thank you so much for joining us. I have a very special anointed woman of God, Dr. Ethel, who is joining us today. And we had a conversation this morning and she just blessed my soul And then she agreed to just come out today and do a podcast so that she can bless you all as well. I can't keep her to myself. So I'm going to share some of her wisdom on today as she feels free to do. So without further ado, we always start in prayer. So I'm going to ask the illustrious Dr. Ethel, if you will start us off in prayer on, on today. Father God, in the name of Jesus We come to you thanking you for this day that you had blessed us with, that we had many loved ones that not see today, but you saw fit to allow us to see this day. And because we woke up this morning, we know that this is a day of new beginnings. And Father, we thank you for Dr. Leslie. We thank you for Dr. Leslie inspires her family. We pray a special prayer for her and her family, her husband, her children, her, her, everybody that carries her blood and everybody that is connected, Father God. We just ask that you send special, 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 special blessing in this season of weather and disasters. And Father, we know that our hope, our joy, unspeakable joy is being in your presence. So Father God, we thank you for that. We did not need a man to intercede on our behalf, but Jesus bled and died so that we may have life and have that life more abundantly. And you have allowed us to come to your throne of grace. So today, Father, with all that is going on, we want to give you a sacrifice of praise of gratitude and we just thank you for her ministry for her life for her mission for sons and mothers and our relationships and father we thank you that you will spread her globally wherever there are people we will have the same issues with mothers and sons so father we're gonna just thank you we want to glorify you we want to magnify you And we want to just give you all of the praise. And we thank you for being God all by yourself. You don't need our help, but you have called us to be steward over these sons. And Father, we lift our sons up to you on today. Father, they are all yours and they are your workmanship and your masterpieces. And you formed them before they were in our wombs and you gave them all assignments. So Satan, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus. We abort all of your assignments towards our sons and our daughters and on those who are connected to us so that Dr. Leslie can fulfill her mission that you have ordained in her life. In Jesus name, we pray. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. We could actually stop right there because I think you said everything in the prayer. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) You said everything in the prayer. Amen. So, Dr. Ethel, we had a wonderful conversation this morning. And I, there's so much that I want you to say today. So I just want us to have an organic conversation. And then as the Lord leads you. So I wanted to start off by talking about, we initially was talking about my mom and her transition into heaven. And that was the first time that we had talked since it happened. Yes. But there's so much that happens in the spirit realm. And as I was about to tell you about how I was feeling and, and what was you know going through, because you're one of the few people that truly understand uh, uh, this spiritual walk at a different level. And so before I could get started too much, you said, I was in your mother's shoes. I was in her place. So I understand. And then you went on to explain a little bit. So however the Lord feels you to talk about your health and your faith, please take the floor at this moment and just come as you are. Okay. I have been diagnosed with three, you might as well say terminal rare diseases, case studies here and in Texas. So I went to the Bahamas on vacation. It was 13 degrees in Atlanta and 91 degrees when we got to the Grand Island in the Bahamas. And I just started coughing and I coughed from October to January And now we're talking hindsight because it's been 28 years. I just got in 2014, it was deemed, uh, well, I went the whole gambit of lung disease. I was told if you're sick, go to Grady, they'll find out. Well, they didn't find out because I got kicked out of the asthma clinic. I got kicked out of the lung clinic. And finally, I had a lung biopsy in 2012. And Dr. Gloria Wesney from Morehouse School of Medicine found out that my lung tissue was not pliable, meaning that most people have breathing problems. The lung is like asthma. They were looking for all things internally in the bronchial tubes and that sort of thing. But that wasn't my case. My case was that my lungs were actually squeezing my bronchial tubes externally. So I couldn't get the blood gas exchange. I needed to get enough oxygen going. And so all of that, and of course, you can imagine all of the the procedures and all that. But at the end of the day, the mixed connective tissue, the mixed connective tissue, again, is like three diseases working. A lot of people are familiar with lupus. Lupus is like when your body attacks one organ in your body, but mine had three things going on. So they like, oh, it's just mixed connective tissue. So it was my, the tissues, my joint and my skin were all involved. So they just gave it this global name and nobody knows it. Well, they know a lot about it now, but when it was going on in 1988, and God just led me to one of the leading positions in Southeastern United States, but not nationally. Dr. Chad Miller travels, you know, globally teaching about mixed connective tissue. 
and he's he studied both cardiology and pulmonology, so he knows the combination. But we all know that our body is one body, and all of the organs are connected. So when one thing goes wrong, the other thing goes wrong. But in 2000, I got the death sentence because at that time they didn't know what was going on, and my doctors actually dismissed me and said, "Okay." You go back to Atlanta. I went home and I'm from Moultrie, Georgia. I went home to visit my mother in October and I was not able to, to return to Atlanta till February. Mm. And it was so funny because one of my girlfriends called me and she says, I'm coming to get you mm. because, you know, the tax business was going. This is like, we, I, I set her up. I, she was one of my mentees and she's like, I got to work. So. I'm coming to get you. <laughs> so I got wheeled back to Atlanta. But in all of that, to, wrap, to sum it up, I had gotten to the end of what anybody knew to help me. So God, he wasn't my last resort because as I was just sharing with Dr. Leslie, we have to have some timbers sent up as the old people say. You you, when you have major crisis in your life, that's not a time to try to learn how to pray and try to find scriptures. Mm-hmm. I literally made it through because I, I've been in church. I chose to join church at the age of 12, but I can remember my first spiritual experience when I was five years old and I made up my mind. I was going to do what I want to do one day. And my mother had a, had a, a rule. We could go anywhere in the neighborhood, but when the street lights were coming out, we were supposed to be home. Mm-hmm. But that particular day, because I was always into nature, and South Georgia has the most beautiful sunsets that you want to see, the magentas and the oranges and the blues and the white. So I decided I was going to watch God's, you know, sky show. Right. And I started hearing this voice, and it sounded just like my mother. And I started running, running, running. I got home, and she was like, I said, Mama, did you call me? She said, no, because you know you're supposed to be in the house already. Get in your dad. I said, yes, ma'am. So I came home. So that was my first time actually hearing the spirit speak to me. Mm. So over the years, you know, health by currently, and I share with Dr. Les as well, I've been on oxygen tanks. I've had, I had 32 prescriptions and six of them were medical equipment, the oxygen tank, nebulizer machine. I was on insulin eight times a day with mm. no kidney damage now currently. Wow. Um, I'm down to uh, three to four times a day now. But all of this has been, I, I grab hold to, and one of my, my basic spiritual principle that I go by is whatever I'm going through, I find the scripture. Mm-hmm. And I allow that scripture to become my mantra. And I repeat it as many times as I need to. Um, the Holy Spirit worked with me in music. So I um, find songs mm-hmm. that just soothe my, me spiritually. Because I remember when Dave, when um, Saul was agitated, he called David to play for him. And, right. and music soothes the soul. And then, I, of course, I surround myself with people of like mind. Yeah. And I had to understand that. Everybody can't counsel you because they have not been through what you're going through. It's not they're not qualified, but I learned to listen to the Holy Spirit that was within me and allowed to yield my will. And that's the main thing to yield your will to what you think, what you feel, what you hoping. 
and put it in God's hand because mm-hmm. God is a sure thing. His plan is always perfect. His will is always perfect. And truly like the, the old American show, Father Knows Best, Father Really Knows Best. Yeah. And after bumping my head time and time and time again, I began to understand that, first of all, I had a mission. I was chosen. God called me. And not that God wanted me to be sick or anything, but he allowed it because to me and where I was at that time, he, he turned everything. He worked it all out for my good. Had I not gone through the things that I've gone through, I wouldn't have the faith that I have today. Mm. Mm. I've heard you say uh, before, hey, it may not feel good, but it right. will be good for you. Yeah. Yes. I yes, love yes. that. I love that. Yes. So there it has, I've gone through, um, and currently I'm under critical care. I have a nurse practitioner calls me and makes sure I'm still alive at least twice a month and you know all I got I I mean it's all documented so that was the thing I always tell everyone when you're having medical issues yes you pray now the Holy Spirit took me the medical route I believe that you need to go find out what's going on in your body God God gave man knowledge too but mm-hmm. you need to know how to target your prayer. There's no need of praying for your ear when it's actually your toe, but your body is all connected together. Right. But you need to know how to target your prayer. That's right. But at the end of the day, I, my, I, I coined the term for myself that man diagnosed, but only God can heal. Woo. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and, and healing happens to each of us every single day what I am finding and what I'm saying you know sometimes we look at something major like cancer or you know diabetes or some just major illness but there's a a a healing of the mind a healing of the emotion that can also lead you know gone untreated or unchecked can lead to those major health issues, you know, like cancer. When so. I was, um, and, and I had a cancer scare um, a couple years ago, been four years ago, um, to the point where they were sent uh, down at Grady, they were sending me certified letters that I should come in to see the doctor. But again, I prayed and um, one of my close friends, mother had just gone through breast cancer and she told me about MD Anderson Cancer Center in Texas, Houston, Texas. So we got in the car, drove to Texas. And when I got there, you know, uh, a great team. And they, when I tell you they don't play, I mean, I got there. My appointment was like at nine. I had had the mammogram. I, well, I seen the doctor, I had the mammogram. And by four o'clock, I had the scans and all of that stuff. And I was actually back at the doctor's office and through at 4 p.m. in one day. They don't come down there. And because my case had been so extensive with all the other things going on, they asked me, thank God it wasn't breast cancer. What they found out that my my tissue is so dense 
they have to have a special machine to oh, wow. see my through my tissue. And if they if I don't have it, it's gonna show distortion. So right. I'm just thinking about all of the men and the women who've had their breasts removed, and because they, we are women of color and our tissue is dense, that they really didn't have breast cancer. Yeah, I know somebody, actually the lady that does my hair, she was diagnosed with stage zero and mm -hmm. had to have radiation. And I don't know if that's why, but I said stage zero. She said stage zero and she had to have radiation to prevent it from coming. I'm thinking I would have had to think of something else. Well, but, but check this out while I was, and then it was, it's a five-year study. So while I was going, just somebody came through that worked was on staff. And I just happened to be talking. And she said um, that, I, and I'm not quoting, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, okay? Because I don't even know the person. Now. If I saw him again, I wouldn't know. But I knew today, that particular day, she was my angel. And she said to, to me and the person who was the doctor that was seeing me, she said, you know, we've been seeing all of these cancer patients. And we're noticing that there are three major emotions that people are dealing with. With cancer. Mm. And she said it's unforgiveness. Yes. Anger. Yes. And resentment. Yep. She said it's just, it's a running thing. She says, but by just meeting you and talking to you, I know you're not dealing with any of those things. Like, you don't have anything to worry about. I was like, I just met this lady. Hey, I gotta plug my book in right now because the <laughs> last chapter is what it is talking about. That's one of the keys. Let go of unforgiveness, bitterness, yeah. and anger. And sometimes yeah. it is learned. Sometimes yeah. it is in that DNA. Your, your mother had a certain attitude. Your grandmother had a certain attitude. You see it in your bloodline. But there's a place where, you know, we got to get rid of it. We got yeah. to get rid so of it. I ended up having to unlearn everything that I knew spiritually because I realized, um, as they say in the tech world, guy go garbage in, garbage out. Mm -hmm. And a lot of stuff I was just doing out of, you know, churching, churchiness. Mm -hmm. But when it's life and death, you don't have any problems, you know. That's right. Going, I, I, the Holy Spirit actually gave me a vision one time. I was going through some things and he showed me going up a mountain with a backpack full of people on my back. Ooh. <laughs> and I'm trying to make it to the top. And he says, you know, they're going to have to come out the backpack. If you won't be able to make it, you're carrying too much weight. Jesus. Another thing, um, I sought alternative medicine. I went to Dr. Long and Dr. Neil, and Dr. Neil shared with me that he was a Vietnam pilot who got strung out really on drugs, really, really bad, almost killed himself. And he discovered Qigong. That's the, the, the practice. Okay. And Is, I that, found in Atlanta? Out, Is um, that here in Atlanta? Yeah, they, they practice this in Atlanta. And Qigong is the movement of your life force with your hand. Wow. Uh, this, I'm trying to tell you, I went through some things. Yeah. And you can, Dr. Leslie, I'm going to show you just briefly. I want you to just put your hand out in front of you and barely touch yourself. 
Bare, don't touch yourself, just barely touch it. Okay. You feel that heat? I do. That's your life force. So that's that energy that you always hear them talking about. Uh-huh. And whenever you're ill, you don't have that, that energy flowing in your body to that certain air. <laughs> wow. And it gets real hot the longer you sit there. It gets really hot. Wow. And look how long you've been walking around with it and never knew you had it. Exactly. You have to share their information. Somebody out there might need it. I, okay. I, I, Dr. Long is the C, and I, I haven't seen them in years, but what I will do before you air it, I will do some research and get you someone in, in the Atlanta area. Yeah. Is that but, is, but the but just just generically, the practice is called kinesiology. Oh yes. Yeah, I actually years ago I had gone to a chiropractor. And before uh -huh. I actually saw the chiropractor, the guy he pinched my face. Or he pinched my hand, might have been my hand. And my skin kind of went down slowly. He said, You haven't had any water to drink today. And I was like, I didn't. He said, No, you didn't. He said, Because your skin would have gone down quicker. And he was a kinesiologist. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, yeah. So, living, I'm, I see things, of course, differently now. I see every day as a as a new day, as an opportunity, as a blessing. Yeah. Um, it helped me prioritize and really know what's important in life. Mm -hmm. And I and the main thing is, I learned that my wealth is in my relationship, mm. and so that's going to tie in with the mother and daughter. I mean, the son and daughter mother and son tonight, let me get the relationship right, that our children, our sons are gifts from God, but they don't belong to us. They are his property. Mm. We are all God's property mm. and that we are stewards over the gift. Yes. Because they already come. We, we teach them the best of what we know but a lot of times, as you know, and as most of us have done, once we grow up, we have a mindset of our own. Yes. But some things, when you think about life is full circle, because you go in, come in, in this package, in this world, you, you get your, your natural body to cover your spirit, man. And then you learn all these things out in the world, but then you end up you end up coming back to your inner child. Yes. And that and, and all these things you knew at some point in your life, you knew, but you were looking for external love and acceptance. So mm. you compromised and yeah. you lost what you had initially. Only yeah. to now you got to go back and de-junk to get Ooh. back to that pure state. Yes. And sometimes de-junking, detoxing, doing all of that, you know, I, I actually understood and understand now why God doesn't like people to get divorced, why he doesn't like people to have sex out of marriage. You can do all of these things, but there are consequences. And part yeah. of those consequences are de-junking or de-junkifying. Let me make up some words. Your yeah. life. 
you know, yes. and, and like you said, you got to just detox. And sometimes that takes people a lifetime to do. You know, we had the conversation earlier when I was saying, well, I don't know if we were saying it, but does it take this long to get the lesson? Because a lot of people get the lesson later in life because they feel like they're too young or we're just continuing to make these mistakes. But when we, when you get the lesson and you meet somebody that has gotten the lesson as well, you know that person. And I think that's those relationships that you are talking about that God has brought. Yes, I met a young lady. You met her, Dr. Leslie. She was in the wheelchair at the ordination service, Dr. Ida Mitchell Hinton. And she was not judgmental. And she walked me day and night spiritually to help me get on my assignment because I was then ready. And God is always waiting for us. He's already done everything he said he was going to do. He did it at the beginning of time. But when I, we say the beginning of time, but in the spirit realm, there's no such thing as time. I came to Atlanta in 1980. It was around about 1993, I believe, September 93. I met Dr. Ida Mitchell Henson that was in the wheelchair with the gold outfit on at the ordination service. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. She was my spiritual mentor and she literally walked with me day and night. During that time, they did not recognize women in, in the Pentecostal church as pastors. Mm-hmm. But God had called right. me. Okay. And so she walked with me and she was not judgmental. Mm-hmm. And she always said, I knew who you were in the spirit realm. So I've had mm-hmm. a lot of great teachers. And I always pray, even for my son, that if he can't receive from me, ask God to put people in their lives that they can receive from. Yes. Yes. And just the whole journey, learning how to trust God and know that I had to work on myself. As we all have. I had to know that to my spiritual journey, as I first stated, at the end of the day, it's between you and God and nobody else. Mm -hmm. We are born alone, even with twins. They're still, they come one at a time. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, whether your decisions are good decisions or bad decisions, you're the one who suffers the consequences. Yeah. And you know what? I don't think I fully understood that until I watched my mom pass away and realized at that moment that there was nothing I could do. And I had a wake-up call because there was nothing I could do. And the things that she was going through at that moment, at her time, she was going through it. And so that was my aha moment. And that was, I believe, my breaking point, the point that God used to break me from all other understanding that I may have had or that I thought I had, I said, well, doggone, this is between me and God. So when you were talking about forgiveness earlier, how that's what people mean, that's what the Bible means, that's what all of your religious teachings 
when they say forgiveness is not for the other person, it is for you. And when you think about at the end of the day, what is happening between you and God, if you chose not to forgive somebody for something, you can, you can not forgive all day long, you know, but then at the end of the day, is God pleased with that? You know, and it's part of that purifying process. If you know that that's the right thing to do, you know, so that you don't house the bitterness and anger. Well, you know, in Christendom, we're taught that before you can hear your prayer, God can hear our prayers. We first got to go get it right with our fellow man. Mm-hmm. And that your prayers are not going up. Today, as I was pondering what our conversation would be, the Holy Spirit brought to my thought process that a lot of times it's not so much forgiving the other person, but you have to forgive yourself. Ooh, Jesus. Yes. Yes. That's one of the hardest things for people to do, forgive themselves. Yes. I remember this young lady told me I I, uh, I would frequent this hotel and she was a night clerk and um, she was tell you know, and everywhere I go, people always feel comfortable to share their most intimate details with me. Right. And this happened to be about her boyfriend. And she said to me, she says, you know what I told him? I said, girl, what did you tell him? She says, I just told him, I just forgive myself for allowing you to treat me the way you treated me. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's right. And I was like, you know what? That, I, that, that was an aha moment for me that we have to take responsibilities for what we play, our part in yes. the relationship. Yes. Amen. And with our sons, a lot of times we are still living that unfulfilled relationship with the father. Mm. through the sun yeah because you know sometimes we can say you look just like your daddy you remind me of your daddy your daddy your daddy your daddy and so sometimes we're imposing unrealistic expectations through our relationship with our sons because of what happened with the father and actually, I just recorded a podcast earlier. I'm sure it has aired. It will have aired before this one. But that's exactly what that young man said. He felt that his mother, they had a tumultuous relationship because he looks identical to his father. And their relationship did not go the way that he believes she wanted it to go. So he had to pay for it as a result of it. He said this in the podcast. So you're absolutely correct. Well, we've had some challenges with this podcast on today. That's why I know some women are going to be healed, delivered, and set free as a result of it. There you go. Absolutely. There you go. I said, we've had some challenges getting this one done today. (laughs) That's okay. It shall be done with all of the imperfections and all. So I think we have enough information to get a mother started on her journey of forgiveness. As we prepare to close, Dr. Lane, is there anything that you would like to say, anything that's on your heart that you just want to talk about or leave somebody with? 
Sure. I would like to send out an invitation to all mothers to work on your relationship with God. Mm. Because at this stage, the child is already born and what has happened has already happened. And we mothers normally are fixers and we're trying to fix everything and everybody around us. But I found as I prayed for my son, I shared an earlier podcast with Dr. Leslie that I went through this season with my son. He scored three areas of distinction on the Georgia high school graduation test. He had a full ride at school, got accepted at Albany State, and he majored in everything but his classes when he got here. (laughs) Right. And because I was very ill and being in and out of the hospital, I wrote him letters to get, he got on probation. I would write the letters. He would get back in school. But after that fourth letter, And the fourth time he ended up on probation, I told him, you know what? I am not writing you another letter. You do not want to be in school. And I'm not going to continuously get you out. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to suffer the consequences of your behavior. And I was so angry with him. I mean, I was fuming with him because he had destroyed all my expectations and all my hopes and dreams of what he was going to be and do. And I remember praying and the Holy Spirit told me, don't you pray another prayer for him. Mm. He says, I want you to get a photo of him when you loved him. So, you know, as a mother, what I did, I went and got that baby picture from the hospital because I didn't want any mistakes. (laughs) And I put that picture by my nightstand and I did not pray for him. I know you probably never heard anybody say they did not pray for their child, but under the instructions of the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. I did not pray for my son. The Holy Spirit told me to believe. But, and he had an in-depth conversation with me because you know what he did? The Holy Spirit asked me, well, what were you doing at that age? I said, oh, we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> we don't want to talk about that. He said, well, did you have a safe landing? I said, yeah. After, after some going through and by and by, he said, so he's going to be all right. Same as you. All these things are going to be life lessons for him. And he'll have a safe landing. He said, what I want you to believe, want you to do is believe that I'm going to deliver him. I don't need you to pray. Mm. I need you to believe. Yes, yes. So I'm asking all mothers. (laughs) No, that's good. To believe what God has said and showed you about your son. Because it's already done. All of these things are just distractions to keep you off course and delayed. And because God, and he said, remember, I gave him a free will too. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to override his will, no matter how you cry and pray, it's not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to override his will. Wow. This is between him and I and not me, you and him. 
Mm. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And so, Dr. Leslie, if if you can remember my when you told me um your mom had cancer, I told you the same thing. I said, Dr. Leslie, this is not your journey. This is your mom's journey. Yeah. Remember that? I, I remember like it was yesterday because I was sitting in the car. That's how much I remember it. I was sitting in the car getting ready to go in to see her. And uh-huh. you know, some things they don't, they make more sense after they make sense. Right, right. <laughs> and that came to me. This is her journey. You even texted to me. Yes. We talked once, then you texted to me. And yep. your text messages always had were filled with so much wisdom for me. Yeah. And I'm like, you are absolutely right. Now I understand it is. Yeah. And even yeah. as we are saying that to other people, to the listeners right now, mothers may not understand, but keep hearing that those words and you will, because God, yeah. is, these are seeds that are being planted. God's going to be the one to bring the increase on it. Absolutely. You planted those seeds in me. And you are absolutely correct. It is her journey because there was nothing I could do. And there's nothing we can do to save our sons. You know, some mothers are like sick, literally sick, trying to get that son to do what she wants him to do. And she has to get to that place where she's saying, it's not worth it. I can't do it. I'm risking my life, my health, my sanity for this boy. And I I was recently reminded that it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. Yes. Not your praying and not your crying and whatever we're doing, trying to say it's in a life um, jacket and life pole, whatever that buoyancy thing you send out to them to float them. Uh No. It's the anointing. It's God. Yes. That the anointing that breaks the yoke. Mm, mm, mm. And right now I'm in a I'm in a place of I got a shut up ministry. <laughs> yeah. A lot of us yeah. are getting on board and joining you in that ministry. <laughs> yes. Just, you know, I've wasted. Well, let me go back. The reason, one of the reasons being because of my medical conditions, when I'm, when I get up, I, when I used to get upset with my son, I would literally end up in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And after that, and, and with anybody, you, you'll find that very seldom I will get caught off guard now because I learned, you know, and I told, I tell, I told my family members, none of you are worth my life. Yes. You just go on and live your life and do what you want to do. I mean, you all just cutting the food right now. But to me, and me engaging in this foolishness, it's it's a life-threatening to me. That's right. And you, you know, it's not your, you're not going through. You know, I remember everybody around me had to stop wearing perfumes and colognes and stop smoking. And I remember people always said, especially the smokers in my family, they go out and smoke a cigarette. They smoke, they put the cigarette out, come right in the house, smelling like a chimney. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't smell anything. I'm not talking about you. It's my nose that's sensitive that I can smell. That's right. So, you know, at the end of the day, God loved us enough 
to allow us to go through our spiritual plateaus and valleys yeah. and mountains. And so it, it it's good. Paul says it's good that we were afflicted. He was afflicted because in the affliction, he learned the ways of the Lord. Yeah. And so that's what I'm going to leave you all with tonight. I am. It was good that I was afflicted. Because in my afflictions, I had to learn the ways of the Lord. And that has been, I mean, just my peace. It's my, it's my everything. Wow. And, I, and I'm encouraging even today, whenever I get an opportunity to, to fellowship with my sons, because your birth, birth mate, um, Dr. Leslie, just returned from um, a trip. He was uh Actually, in Argentina, when in Argentina when they won the World Cup, so he was in Argentina, and um, he went to Brazil and uh, Uruguay, and they flew back through Panama. And uh, my other son um, was just cross country. He was um, had a job assignment. He was in up north, north, you know, Pacific Northwest, and so he has a traveling job now. But all of my kids are away. And I forgot to mention that I'm on assignment in West Africa. I'm currently in Conakry, Guinea, um, fulfilling some of the promises of God that he gave me in 2009. Mm -hmm. And so I encourage mothers, your children are still watching, even as adults. Yeah. So when you get busy living your life and fulfilling the dreams, because I always use the analogy that Colonel Sanders' chicken is not as good as my mama, but he became a millionaire after Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> right. So the first time I went to college, I majored in a husband and babies. <laughs> so my children and I went back to school with my children. We were all in college at the same time. So, you know, every day, and I cannot express it enough, that emphasize it enough that every day you wake up is an opportunity to get it right. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. And this is a journey, not a destination. Yes. And it's like an onion peel. You are layered. It took you years to layer all the, these things on emotionally. So it takes years. It takes time. Now, a day with God is what a thousand years, they say. Mm -hmm. The thing is, so you got time. You are the most important thing in your life, not your children, not your career. Mm. You are. Yes. And so the more you heal, the children, they're watching and they're noticed. And so I had to go back and I had to ask my children for forgiveness. I said, look, I had a job when I was young. I got started when I was 18 and I had been, I was married with three, with three children at 21. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of things I didn't know. Right. And I was on autopilot and tradition mm -hmm. and I had to go back and apologize to them. And I told my daughter, I said, honey, let me tell you, you are a super mom. I commend you. Well, mama, you didn't do this and you didn't do that. Mm -hmm. I said, but guess what? That's why you're such a good parent, because you saw my mistakes. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 
That's a good way to put it, you know. But what you just said in asking them for forgiveness, that's powerful because sometimes that's all they want. That's all they want is an apology, you know, yeah. because they, they think that you don't know what you did wrong. You right. know, when you say, oh, I am so sorry about that. You are absolutely right. It disarms them. Now, what yeah. else are you going to say? Are you just going to keep on going, beating a dead horse? Because I'm not going to sit up here and listen to it. I've already apologized to you for right. those things. But usually that apology disarms them for the rest yes. of the time. You don't continue to hear it like you did before. And that's from experience as well. Yeah. Well, you gave some very good golden nuggets for Thank our mothers and sons today. Yes. I, I want to see some emails off of this one to <laughs> get some feedback from it. Yes, because they do. Yeah. I mean, I get responses from people from the podcast and I, I don't know who's listening. A lot of times right. I never know who's listening because people will pass it on to somebody or they'll say, you need yes. to hear this. And so, Dr. Ethel, you, you don't know what you just said and who it's for, but God does. And he's going yes. to put this in the right hands of the person who needs to hear it. So if you're listening today, it's not by mistake. It wasn't that you didn't just happen to stumble on it. God ordered your steps to hear Dr. Ethel, her words on today. So and Dr. Leslie, thank you for inviting me to be a part of the forum and Thank you, listeners, for calling in to Dr. Leslie to share because we are all helpers one to another. And I stand on the shoulders of many wise moms telling me, look, when your kids, my kids were uh, stair steps. So they're literally at one time, they were one, two and three, their ages. And I had a, that same Dr. Ida told me, don't you put your whole life in your children because they're going to grow up and yep. you're going to be left alone. But, you know, and I was so happy for that because I didn't, you know, when they hit the high school, I started the countdown calendar. Mm -hmm. And when they moved out, when they went to college, I took the beds down and <laughs> made their bedrooms my dressing room. <laughs> But you also have a book that I'm wondering where it is that talks about when adult children come back home. I will never forget that because I want to see and hear more of that. But when adult children come back home, Dr. Ethel is the author of. Yes. So, wow, this is good. You know, something that we didn't touch on today, but that just means that we're going to have to do another one. But that is yeah. talking about your relationship with your Father. Oh, yes, father. Yes, yes, yes. yes. But I don't want to do okay. it today because this was so rich and so heavy. They've got to marinate on this. So I do want to invite you back and we can schedule okay. it so that we can talk specifically about that. Because let me go back to my book. In my book, The Selfish Mother's Survival Guide, I talk about the relationship that mothers have with their fathers, but also the relationship that fathers have with their daughters, because it impacts how you raise your son. And Absolutely. so a lot of us are wounded. We are, there's a girl inside that may have never grown up, but 
I don't want to get into that. Dr. Ethel, I want to invite you back so that we can talk about your journey with your So thank you again on today for joining us. If you can just close us out in prayer, that would be wonderful. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity to share and care for one another. Father, we thank you for all of the ears that are listening. Let this podcast fall on a prepared heart. Move their hearts, oh God. Show them you in your word as you have shown me in your word. Father, give them strategic plans on how to come to you, first of all, for instructions. And second of all, to implement that which you have given them. Father, we're just so ever careful to give your name all of the honor and glory. We thank you, O God. These things we're asking in the name of your precious son, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Dr. Ethel. Until the next time that we meet again, we will talk soon. Have a good day. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Dr. Leslie Inspires. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Also, for more content and resources, please be sure to visit our website, www.drlesslieinspires.com. We'll see you in the next episode.